Hello, and welcome to ROINJ's podcast, where we will let you hear from the top business leaders and experts from around the Garden State. I'm your host, Anjali Kimlani. Don Katz, CEO of Audible, all the way out here in Berlin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good to be here, Anjali. We're on a beautiful rooftop at Audible's Berlin headquarters, where we have 200 wonderful employees uh, serving the German people. Absolutely, yes. We've heard all about that today, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting the the relationship that that we're trying to foster here. Um, I guess you know through Audible as well, you know, leaning a little bit on on the groundwork you've laid here. So tell me about what it is that Berlin specifically has that is so incredible and great that we need in in Newark. So Berlin is actually a model for the rest of the world for the comeback of a historically challenged city, uh, which we have in New Jersey too, and. Uh, what we've seen happen here is is very much ins- it's very much inspired the creation of Newark Venture Partners and and Audible's work in trying to uh, you know help Newark's comeback or escalate it as best we can. So Berlin um, had almost no startups when we moved here uh, 12 years ago. Uh, we had 12 people at the time. We moved from our headquarters from Munich, um, and in that period. There's now 2,400 startups here, almost all tech young startups, and almost half of them are run by immigrant entrepreneurs and also, you know, first-generation people, uh, first-generation degree-getters, you know, people who are, you know, who are stepping up, you know, beyond their, their parents. And that is the profile of people creating these high-growth uh, companies that start with a few people and grow like Audible into the thousands. Um, it's a formula that is exactly why we started Newark Venture Partners, which is that in a, in a city like Newark, which similarly has so many immigrants, it was just named the most friendly city to immigrants, and so many people who are rising from deprived backgrounds with through education, it's exactly the kinds of companies we can plant because it rubs off so many jobs for so many different kinds of people, whether it's service-level economy jobs or or professional jobs when you put tech into a changing neighborhood. So what we've seen here is also Berlin is is a is a buzz. I mean, and Berlin is a scene. Berlin has a vibe um, that literally makes young people from all over Europe and other places want to come and live here, whether they speak German or not. Incidentally, it's become this huge international epicenter of of fun. And what it brings together is the arts. Because there's a massive art scene here, and visual arts in particular, galleries and artists and painters everywhere, and early stage tech. And that combination, there's actually books about this by a guy named Richard Florida about the creative economy, um, is a really powerful way without a ton of capital to change neighborhoods and and create jobs and taxable revenue. So um, this is, uh, to me, Berlin's almost like a, it's a head and it's a bigger city, you know, they have almost 4 million people, but in the same sense, if you look at some of New Jersey's challenge cities, they have huge areas from the days when they were rich, and that's kind of a challenge, you know, the the sizes of the cities, Newark's huge geographically because of the days when there were so many factories and everything, and um, and Berlin's figured out how to, how to make, make a, a, you know, a massive turnaround, and so what we're here doing is trying, with the governor, is trying to um, present policy ideas that create kind of a sister city relationship. Um, so not to get too political, but the the situation in Berlin and in Germany is a little bit different than what we're facing in the U.S. right now. How does that play a role in the ability to develop as quickly as Berlin has? I mean, I, I think what's happening now is that the, that the states are starting to see the, to themselves more in an era of less 
you know, federal support, particularly on both coasts. And um, and I think that uh, the cities have to do do the same thing. They have to just figure it out. We still have a massively successful economy. It just needs to be more equitably distributed, and um, and people need to find the lanes to to swim in to uh, you know to more quickly you know address things that aren't being supported by the federal government. But uh, but I think I think that the Berlin story is um, is partly just about you know the way they welcomed others in and uh, and made it seem like you know even though you were I mean there's Swedes Swedish entrepreneurs here I mean this is happening in a lot of different places Stockholm where I was a couple of weeks ago had no startups now there's lots of startups in Stockholm and uh, you know the UK even has a much more a vibrant uh, tradition so the you know the idea which I think Phil Murphy and I kind of share is that these startups from companies like New Zealand and Australia and India and uh, and uh, and Germany and the UK, they almost need to find larger markets, meaning they have to onboard to the US. So if Newark in particular, because everybody knows Newark because of the airport and knows it's only you know a few minutes away from Manhattan, if we start to onboard companies, um, at least their US headquarters, you start to create that kind of job growth and taxable revenue rub off that really can be ameliorative to the, you know, to the status quo, even at a time that, you know, that uh, um, other places are not welcoming immigrants and are, and are basically, uh, you know, seeing to agendas that aren't, that are, that cause more inequality rather than less. One of the biggest ironies of your growth here is that uh, you came to a, a country which didn't have audiobooks right. and you're able to grow more than the country where, you know, and yeah. just in terms of the the Newark area. So any thoughts on that? Well, the, we, we, we came to Berlin uh, at a time when the audiobook world was waking up. They were just beginning to to have audiobooks, but that was partly because the status quo in a place like Germany was so book-focused, because to this day, the biggest publishers, the most kind of multi-generational largest publishers are German-based, you know, whether it was, you know, you know Bertelsmann owns Random House and Bantam, and, and uh, you know, the Holtzbrink Group owns Macmillan, it's, you know, it's, 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 books are pretty much a European, you know, based business at this point, so people were traditional readers, but you know that's the way we found the the world when we started Audible, and traditional readers in millions now you know use their time more valuably with with Audible. So you know we've never been afraid to take on big, you know big big things. And moving to Newark is one of the core purposes of the company now. And in every one of the groups, wherever they're they're located, has some activate caring. It's one of our people principles. Uh, mission to to because it just creates more meaningful worth and work and, and there's also the good news is that most people you know who are in the millennial group in particular they really do want to be associated with more more meaningful work and when they choose what they're going to do with their days thank you so much for joining thank you